Hi, Tiffany. Hi, how are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for joining um, our podcast. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course, of course. Um, I know I've been following you for a long time. Same. (laughs) Um, Instagram friends. Instagram friends. Yes. Um, I remember uh, my mentor, uh, Michelle, I think she's your friend. Um, She like, hey, my friend is a blogger back in like 2015 or something like that. Yes. That is the exact year. Yes. I'm like, yes, I love her work. It's amazing. And so I'm just so happy. And I see everything that you're doing on social. It's amazing. Um, You're growing. Your business is growing. So I just definitely wanted to, you know, reach out to you and see if you can drop some gems, uh, you know, teach us some things and just, you know, share your story. So I'm super excited for having you on. Thank Um, you so much. Yeah. So can you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Yes. So as you guys know, my name is Tiffany. Um, I go by Tiffany Lauren Jones on my social media. Uh, And I am a brand strategist and business coach. And as Kay just mentioned, I did not start that way. I've been through a lot of different versions (laughs) of my business. And I'm now doing brand strategy and business coaching. And it's all tied together. And we'll probably get into that a bit later. Uh, But my main goal is really helping uh, women, especially women, of color build generational wealth through uh, online businesses and I really believe that uh, you can create the life that you love and for so many of us it's not necessarily about the money it's about the freedom and the security that money provides that allows us to do the other things that we really want to do and most importantly provide for ourselves and our family yes exactly that's amazing that's amazing I feel like that's been more of my like my um, focus, I used to kind of wanted to be like an influencer, social media influencer, having things sent to me for clothes, you know, um, yeah. by that. But then now it's just like, I, I, I really want to um, be able to leave a legacy and be able to like provide other opportunities for other people. Um, and, you know, if that means that um, using my platform to, you know, be a light and teach people the tools to, you know, succeed, especially in our culture, um, then I definitely, I feel like that's more of my calling, you know? Absolutely. Than anything else. So, um, no, again, thank you so much. Um, so how do you, how did you get into the idea of becoming a brand, you know, brand strategist and a business coach? Yeah. So if I tell you where I started, you even be more so like, how the heck did you get into brand <laughs> strategy? So my background is actually in fashion design and merchandising. So that's what I went to school for. That's what I built my career around. I actually worked at Spanx doing product development for pretty much my entire career. I did one year of retail at Nordstrom and then had my corporate career at Spanx until I decided to leave and start my business, which as you mentioned, started as a blog. And Through that, it was super fun, and um, it really started as a creative outlet for me, and I built my own website because I didn't have the budget to uh, build, you know, pay someone to build a website, and I also didn't have the knowledge to even know that that was a thing, and like, where do you even find someone to do that, right? So um, Squarespace was new at the time, or new to me, and I decided to learn it for myself, and from there, I started having other people ask me to do all types of things, like take pictures for them, um, but most importantly, build their website. 
And the fact that someone would pay me for something that I had just learned on my own for my own, you know, fun, I was like, oh, this could like really be something. So, um, yeah. So from there, it um, transitioned into learning more about web design. And then, of course, learning that, you know, a great website and any brand really doesn't matter without a bigger strategy behind it. You know, a pretty website is nice, but you really need some type of strategy behind it. Otherwise, it, it may not make you money or may be, you know, a poor experience for your audience and your uh, potential clients. So, um, I really wanted to better serve my audience. And I realized that I, it wasn't designing that I loved as much. It was more so helping people pursue their dreams and yes. bring their visions to life. And so I challenged myself to say, okay, how can I better serve people? What's the bigger mission here? What's my bigger why? Because when you don't have that, it's very easy to get bored with what you were, what you're doing and not really feel fulfilled, you know? So it's like, okay, I did this, but like now what? Like this still isn't really like scratching that itch of like, what, what, what's the big picture here? So I did a lot of like really, um, you know, deep diving into like, what's my purpose and how do I want to contribute to the world and helping people build their businesses, especially, you know, for an additional or a full-time source of revenue for them. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, (laughs) and it's been such a big, huge part of my life and an amazing journey that isn't always easy, but 100% worth it for me. I want to be able to support anyone else and pass on my learnings because it's not an easy journey. And there's really like, we don't learn this in school, right? It's it's still such a new industry too. Like I talk to people all the time. Like, I don't think anyone really knows what I do in my family. Like they have an idea. <laughs> like they know that I do things on the internet. <laughs> they know that I have enough to like make a living. But, right. um, you know, like my grandma still is telling people I do like graphic design or I'm still doing like fashion design, things like that. And it's mm-hmm. totally fine. Um, but uh, I just joke saying that, that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of possibilities and it's really exciting what you can do. That's amazing. Um, that's good. So, wow how how did you how did you uh, land your first client? So, did they like check out your website or like, hey, girl, like, I I need whoever did your website. Like, I I want to book with them now. Like, how did that your first? Client? Yeah. Yeah, it was actually, um, so when I was working in fashion, we had fit models. So part of what my job was, was making sure that the garments fit. So working with the factories, marketing, um, and the designers to actually build out the patterns and the measurements for the clothing. Mm -hmm. And so one of the models that I'd built a relationship with that um, we fit on all the time, she was starting a blog. This was back before like blogging uh right (laughs) before it like exploded to what it is now back when it was like you know still like rare somewhat um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so anyway she was starting a blog at the time too and she offered to pay me and she was older than me more mature in the sense of she was like I like why would I not pay you she's like why are you not charging people for this like this is crazy and I was like what do you I don't understand yeah so um and just like I think I charged her like five hundred dollars and it I mean it took me like weeks it was a massive project but um you know one I didn't know and two I was just excited that this was even a possibility like business was such a I knew understood the concept like I knew people could have a business doing things that they enjoyed doing but I had no concept of like 
charging and pricing. So I feel very fortunate. And it was confirmation for me too, that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, the path that I was supposed to be on because it, I'm very fortunate in the fact that, you know, most of my business has been referral based or, you know, word of mouth. Yeah. And so it just really started with people being like, Hey, you're really talented at this. You know, can you help me? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's uh, really awesome. So what do you think are your key, like your key driving forces to help you or to becoming an entrepreneur? Like, what do you think some things that you have to learn um, that you learned on your journey? Like, discipline like you know like going you Mm -hmm. know nine to five is completely different than being your own boss so like what are some things um that you feel like have been like your driving force yes discipline faith perseverance and patience that one's easy because those Mm. four things like you need all of them (laughs) um discipline because nobody's gonna make you do it Uh, everybody has their own life to live and no one's gonna force you to get up and send that email or find clients like you have to be extremely self-motivated and I think discipline means a lot of different things right like it doesn't always mean you know like I wake up at 7 a.m every single day and I work until this time every single day it's whatever works for you it's just the discipline of every day doing something that's pushing you further towards your goal and being consistent in the pursuit of that and learning and always you know continuing to keep going when things get tough and when you're unsure because that will happen and then that's where the faith comes in because you're not always going to have all the clients and all the sales. It's there's yeah. a learning curve. You know, we see all these success stories of people being like, "Oh, I started my business a year ago and now I'm a millionaire." And like that's <laughs> great, but you know, there's usually more to the story. There's yeah. usually a time that they've, you know, struggled and it took them time to get there or yeah. you know, there's always more to the story. That's part of the marketing. Um and so a big part of what I do and what I teach and uh, what I like to share on my platform is some of the realities of what actually goes into being on this journey and not being shy about that because I don't want to mislead anyone. And I also think that it's like, why is no one talking about this? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, Patience, because I think that's just a skill you need in all aspects of life, um, especially when you're learning something new and you're growing something. Um, It takes time. And then perseverance, same things, Um, you know, you have to keep going. I like, there are so many things that I've tried that didn't work. And um, one thing that I've learned along the way, um, a mentor that I looked up to, she really always said like failure is not, um, it shouldn't be a bad thing. You know, it should be a good thing because it's a lesson and it shows you what you can do better. And so it's not really a failure. It's a lesson and to look at things that way. So that's what helps you to persevere. Otherwise, um, I'm not going to lie. Like there are tons of times I've wanted to give up, you know, and each level when you're challenging yourself and you're constantly outside, I've, I've been so uncomfortable for so many years in terms of like <laughs> stepping outside of my comfort zone. Like, yeah. you know, my first speaking engagement, like that was hard. I was never somebody that was like, yeah, I'm going to get up on stage and talk to all these people. I like, feel like you're the perfect person for that though. Thank you. See, I had to grow, I had to grow into, I think we all have that inside of us, but yeah. that was something that I had to work on behind the scenes. And yeah. I think I even did a post about it. Like, you know, if you would ask me at my, the that like, hey, part of your journey is going to be talking to people and leading them and being a visionary and like, you know, 
being a light in this way, I would have been like, who, me? Like, no, like, don't look at me. Like, I always felt like I was a confident person, but I always was like, yeah, I'm a behind the scenes type person. Like I'll run things behind the scene, but I don't need to be on stage, you know? (laughs) Right. You know, I feel like God was like, yeah, sorry, girl. Yeah. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, sorry. We got new plans for you, girl. Exactly. And I was like, really? (laughs) Like, oh man. So, but those, those growing pains and I mean, we all have a choice. Like when you have that fear, you either face it and you persevere or you ignore it. And sometimes, and most of the times it's a lot more comfortable to ignore it. And I still have limiting beliefs that each new level requires me to overcome that. It's like, okay, here's that feeling again. Are we going to push through or ignore it? And Sometimes I do ignore it for a couple of months because I'm like, you know what? I can't right now. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get back to you. Right. I'll get back, I'll get back to, you. to you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely get that. Um, I think that's that's those those things are really important. I know for me, like right now, I'm struggling with like discipline. Um, yes. And patience, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, moving to Dallas um, from Michigan, it's been like a journey with um, just, you know, learning I'm in a new territory you know what I'm saying like I don't know Mm -hmm. anybody in Dallas um you know the world was shut down for four months like when I got here um and just being able to like knowing everybody in Detroit having like you know my own like you know network and knowing everybody going out here no one knows me you know trying to get back get back in the scene and just trying to figure out like, God, what am I like, what am I really supposed to be doing here? Um, Because like the same thing, like the things that I, the things that you expected of me back home are completely different here. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's new information that I'm receiving or there's new things that are more interested that I'm more interested in now than I was back at home. So just trying to like, okay, God, this is, there's so much going on and, you know, just being disciplined in myself, like, okay, well, I trust you. Um, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to pray. I'm going to, you know, give it over to you. I'm going to, I'm going to work. I'm going to try to get some clients and try to build, you know, the things that you have for me, but then reverting back to that safe, like, I don't know anybody here. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm in this new space. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. what do you want me to do? You know, and just trying to be patient, patient with, um, the process. And I think the process is so, you know, it's not pretty. And I think for me, I've always had the struggle of like being open and transparent to like certain people, like on social media, rather than like in person, oh, I'll let you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you like the things that I'm struggling with or be transparent and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to like, explaining certain things on social media, and you know, like, that's, that's, that's not me at all. So it's just like trying to get comfortable in, you know, speaking my truth, rather than just like kind of hiding it and waiting for the victory rather than allowing people to see me go through the process and the journey. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we need that. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's hard, though. It's not easy. It is not easy it's like it feel very naked very vulnerable like right. I just feel like I'm naked on the internet all the time even though yeah. not, right no I feel how you. it feels like, and I don't even like I mean not even you know scratching the surface yeah. yeah of like my actual life and feelings but people perceive it that way that you know even if you share a little bit they just judge you based on that and we all do because this we're all, you know, most of us, I won't say all, most of us are addicted to the, the social medias and yeah, we yeah. subconsciously put people in a box based on what we see, forgetting that it's really 
not even a fraction of the picture for most of us. And so, you know, being vulnerable, it comes with the risk. And it's like, do I really want to open myself up to that? And I've even found myself getting like anxiety from it of like, checking my email or checking my in like my dms because i'm like oh my gosh am i is this like my first hate comment like i just am oh, on edge I, I know i'm like yeah. wait i don't want to wait for that moment and manifest it but and be yeah. negative but i see it happening to other people and i'm like oh my gosh like i don't want anyone to be mean to me you yeah. know <laughs> so i know right I, I think about that all the time and so and then especially with the state of the world right now you know speaking up about your Yeah, I know you were saying like just in the world today uh, we live in, it's kind of hard to, you know, speak, speak our truth because everyone is like in this, this stage of what judgment and you don't know yes. what to say. Is is it right? Am I going to get crucified for, you know, speaking, you know, how I feel, even if it doesn't like agree with anybody else or other people? You exactly. Know? Yeah. So yes. And that can be scary. It can be scary to be vulnerable. And but it's a, it's such a good practice. Like it's helped me. If you really push through it, it will really help you to like, you know, one, grow your confidence. And I, I didn't realize there were different levels to confidence. Right. So when I started my business journey, I was like, yeah, I'm confident. Like, I think I look good. You know, I like the way I look. <laughs> and, you know, I'm doing yeah. a little something, something. Right. And right. then I didn't realize that confidence was also tied to why aren't you charging enough? Why mm-hmm. are you letting clients text you at midnight? Why, you know, it's like the confidence to set boundaries Um, and the confidence to be like, no, um, this isn't how I operate my business or even dealing with, um, you know, clients who are not so nice that happen sometimes and they put really high expectations on you and put a lot of pressure on you and being okay with saying like, actually, no, this isn't a good fit. Um, because these are my boundaries and that's okay. But yeah, it, it took time to get there because it was like, oh, well, I don't want to upset them or I don't want to say no. Or um, a lot of times, too, there's a mentality that if someone's paying for a service that um, you do what I say, and you do it when I want it. And I decided for me, you know, that's not how I want to operate my business, because at the end of the day, I'm a person, too. Mm-hmm. And the type of partners that I want in my business, it will be a mutual respect for each other. Uh, and so it took time to grow to that point to be able to decline potential clients and turn that money down or walk away from opportunities. I remember I had an opportunity um, that was paying like six figures and it was at a time where I really could have used that money. But mm-hmm. I had to walk away from the opportunity because my mental health was suffering because of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's just not worth it. Um, and you know, a couple of years prior to that, I may have just kind of like sucked it up and been like, you should just be grateful. Cause I've had people tell me that in the work industry, like, well, you should just be glad you have a job. You know, it's like, whoa, you know, but you know, I hate that. I <laughs> yeah, it's like, that. I am, but I still have feelings and would yes. like to be treated with some respect. respect yes. They're not mutually exclusive. And I think sometimes there's this like hustle mentality, especially in the digital marketing world, or just even online business in general, is there's like this expectation of like, you know, just grind and take whatever. And you have to, you do have to sacrifice in some ways. But you know, for me, and part of what I 
really push to promote in my business is that you can decide what you're willing to sacrifice. And there's not one path to success. You do it in a way that's healthy for you and is going to persevere you as a person, most importantly, because what we also see so many times is all of these successful people, they're like, yeah. And then I had a mental breakdown. I had all this money, but I was miserable, you know, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have any balance. And so part of what I promote is just having balance in your business, um, building that confidence to choose the right partners and structure your business in a way that works best for you and not feel bad about that, um, despite what you may see on social media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's that's amazing. That's really good because I know even like in a corporate uh, standpoint, like I think it's so important to um, have the same type of, you know, obligations, not obligations, but... um, uh boundaries as well like um I was I was at a previous job um and I was there for about almost two years and it was kind of like the only type only company that was in Michigan um well in my area like a fashion basically like a fashion company um what was a it was like a um, production company but I worked in the fashion um, department and you know I was I was I was making a okay amount of money I guess um you know I had benefits and you know all that stuff and whatever but like just being like talking to my parents and other people like girl you know you're making really good money compared to like your age you're young you don't have any kids like you don't have any obligations but I'm like okay that's cool but like I'm not happy here like I'm literally having anxiety (laughs) attacks like me showing up to work you know what I'm saying as soon as I hit the Mm -hmm. parking lot I'm having anxiety attacks I can't breathe like you know I'm crying every day when I go home like this is not normal and you know Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I should I don't think my mental state and my spirit is I would you know I don't think that's you know money's more important than you know how I am mentally and spiritually you know what I'm saying um and I think a lot exactly. of the times like especially maybe in our culture I don't know we just kind of like suck it up like you have a job you know be grateful but no you know I don't believe that God designed me just to be satisfied or just me you know just hey this is what you get and that's just what it is like I believe that my God um he wants me to be happy he wants me to have joy he wants me to you know live my best life and he doesn't want me to struggle or you know feel like I have to compromise myself and my you know my goals and you know my mental state to for for money you know what I'm saying I just don't believe absolutely And I think a lot Absolutely. of times we just kind of get in this mindset, like a worker's men- mentality and not like an owner's mm-hmm. mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like right now I'm more interested in owning things rather than being a consumer. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not going to the mall to shop. Yes. I'm going to strategize and see their marketing tactics and why, you know, you know, just on another level and just like not feeling like I have to compromise myself for a check because I can create you know, God can bless me with an idea and that can create multiple streams of income and multiple, you know what I'm saying? Can create so much more money than I was, than I was settling for basically. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a huge, huge, huge mind mindset shift uh, that I trained myself to have. Cause really any mindset shift is really you overriding your, your brain and anything that you've learned or been taught. And that can span an entire range of things from relationships to business to, like you said, having a worker's mentality, because that's really 
how we're raised. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about school and college. It's all set up to, to, get a job. to get a job. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like there's a role for everyone. Yeah. But when you find yourself crying in the parking lot, like I yeah. have too, that's when, you know, that's a sign that there may be something else that you should be doing and that you can explore and that looks different for everyone um I'm definitely not one of those people that's like entrepreneurship is for everyone because it's absolutely not like right like I said the first the the beginning of the journey is challenging um and I don't say that ever to scare anyone but it's just the realities of what it is and it really has caused me to be super super real with myself and ask myself, okay, how bad do you really want this? How much do you truly believe that God uh, doesn't want you to struggle and that there's abundance for all of us and that your potential is unlimited? Okay, if you believe that, then there are certain things that you're going to have to work on. And so that's part of what my sacrifice has been is, okay, you know, I can do better in these areas. I need to work on my patience. I need to definitely work on my faith and my consistency and all of these things that have come up in the course of my journey that I, I can't say that I would have addressed in the same way if at all, if I hadn't started down this path. So it's, um, I see it as a, a simple trade-off for the potential and the ultimate goal of what um, opportunities are available to me by following this path. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't seem like such a big deal anymore. It's like you want unlimited time, freedom, and abundance. Okay, yeah. I just need you to be consistent then. Like, it doesn't sound that big of a deal. It's like, that's right. all I got to do? Be yeah. consistent? Yeah. Be a little bit more patient? All right, I can do okay. that. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. That seems pretty fair. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, so what do you think? Um, do you think blogging has helped you with your business a lot? Uh, I don't think blogging has helped me with my business um, because I, I, here's why, because I was not consistent. I was not disciplined and I did not have any strategy at all. So blogging for me was a hobby that I thought was a business, but I think like I made a total of, I don't know, maybe like $5,000 the first year. And there was really zero plan. Okay. There was like, <laughs> no, no plan. it was just like, if somebody asked me to do something, I was basically letting people, it was like Priceline for services, like yeah. name your price, you know, that's not the way to do it. I think it's a great way to get experience when you don't necessarily need the income, which is kind of how it started. Cause I was still working full time, but it doesn't have to be that way. So for me, of course, there's always something I can take away from it. I mm-hmm. think that it definitely gave me experience in writing, copywriting, which is super important to any business that you have, learning how to communicate with your customer and do storytelling. It's important in that aspect, but there was so much potential there for me that I didn't tap into because I just didn't know. And I didn't take the time to thoroughly research it. It was overwhelming for me. So that's another thing that I kind of help people with is like, how do you take the overwhelm because uh, the overwhelm out of what you're trying to learn, because that can be a deterrent to your success as well is being like, oh my gosh, there's so much that I have to learn. Like, and then you end up learning nothing or, you know, you end up learning so slowly that, you know, you look up and it's five years later. So um, I would say some things that helped me more so than blogging was just starting to learning how like to communicate with clients. So if you have that opportunity with blogging where you're like talking about brand partnerships 
or um, communicating uh, and negotiating deals. I think that learning how to talk to clients um, and communicate with them and negotiate is like a huge, huge, huge skill um, and asset to have that you can definitely gain from blogging. And then on the marketing side of things, there are a lot of um, avenues that I wish I had explored earlier that I've had to learn later, but like things like SEO, learning how to understand like traffic analytics, all of those things are super important. But girl, I wasn't looking at any of that when I first started. Okay. (laughs) I was just like, I wrote a blog post. Where is everybody? (laughs) I just thought they were going to like magically appear on the internet. So then that's not how it works, especially now you got to have a plan. You do. You have to have a plan. I definitely get that. Um, and so how do you, how do you think, well, how do you market your business and like what, which taxes have been like the most successful for you in getting yeah. clients? So, so far my biggest marketing tactic has been doing good work and making sure that my clients are super happy because 95% of my business has been referral based and I feel very fortunate that that is the case. So I haven't done any actual marketing. This is my first year where I'm actually exploring the possibilities of that because everything has been um, past returning clients or referrals. Yeah, uh, you know, friends and um, friends of clients and someone saying, hey, Tiffany did X, Y, Z for me passing people along. So that is huge. I think that that is, you know, like traditional marketing is definitely, and and you think about, you know, traditional and non-traditional, but in general, when you're looking for something, you always ask your friend or somebody for a recommendation, like, Hey, who does your hair? Hey, where do you go for XYZ? What's your favorite brand of blah, blah, blah. And you know, you get recommendations and business is the same way. So that's really the best thing that you can do to build your foundation is to really focus on your customer experience and make sure that you have processes in place where you're really making sure that the clients that you do have are super happy and are going to want to refer you and return if you have opportunities for them to come back to your business, which you should, because we want to keep them as long as we can. Um, But that comes into like, yeah, expanding services and really listening to your customers. And if they ask you for something, maybe you don't offer it right then, but you can think about, okay, maybe this is something that I should expand into because now I can focus on regaining that person to come back as um, another customer. So outside of that, social media obviously is super, super, super important. Um, I think just having a brand presence period uh, is really important. I have not been consistent on Instagram, um, (laughs) which is my main platform at all. Not going to lie. When I was blogging much more consistent, but, um, Mm -hmm. since I've started my business full time and have really been focusing more on the strategy and the back end, I haven't been consistent with that. So that's one of the challenges that I'm working on and working through is putting together a plan because I never had one. So it's really as simple as saying, okay, what are your pillars of your brand? How do you want to categorize those and spread them out throughout a course of a month. And when you break it down like that, it's really simple. Maybe on Mondays, you talk about mindset. Wednesdays, you talk about X, Y, Z, put it all together, you know, sit down, schedule it out and get it posted. And so um, putting systems in place is super, super key to getting through any barrier of inconsistency. Um, 
So outside of word of mouth and then, of course, social media, I think you can pick your platform depending on where you you know your customers are going to be. I personally have been very invested in TikTok lately because, one, I'm just having a blast on there, okay? It's a great form of exercise. Those dances look super simple, but they are hard, okay? I was, like, out of breath. Um, I was like, this is a lot. Um, but also, it's, all, it's a, yeah, it's a platform that's also trans transitioning into learning. So I see it kind of how Instagram was where it's like not a lot of people were using it for business. It was more so for fun. And then you started seeing it transition. Yeah. So that's what's happening over there. So there are also issues with their security and there's an ongoing conversation there. So, you know, you have to pick your, uh, pick your poison because Facebook isn't much better in terms of uh, privacy, but um, (laughs) that's part of the nature of being on social media, just having a smartphone in general. Uh, But when it's business related, nine times out of 10, it's low risk because, um, you know, you want eyes on your business. But uh, I think picking a platform that you know, your customers are going to be on and really just being consistent, whatever you pick, be consistent with it, even if it's just one time a week. And then you can build up once you tackle doing something once a week, build up from there. Um, Instagram lives too specifically have been super, super helpful and engaging, but also um, I launched a course last summer and did lives just doing pre-sales and kind of spreading awareness about what I was doing. Not any direct selling, but just talking about what I was doing was Mm -hmm. really powerful, really powerful tool. And so a lot of people do that on um, Facebook or Instagram. And then YouTube is great too. So I say pick like what's going to be the easiest for you to be consistent and what you're going to be excited about. Like, yeah. do you love posting photos or maybe you really love talking on camera? Like some people are just naturally really gifted at that. And so like put a system in place where maybe you film every Saturday and then you batch, you know, on Sundays you edit and then there you go. You have videos for a whole month, schedule them and you're done. Yeah, I think those are some really good things. Um, I know for me, um, Instagram has been probably the my biggest platform. Um, and just mm-hmm. because I like it, but also like, I like to scroll too. So sometimes I have to like, okay, Kaylin, you've been on here too long. You just yes. come <laughs> to scroll. And now and, uh, wasted 20 minutes of your time today because you were scrolling and being nosy. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it's I think it's really important to just find find, you know, what you're comfortable at, you know, if it's talking on camera if it's taking pictures like just finding a platform um that you're comfortable with um yeah. so what do you what do you think is your favorite um aspect of being an entrepreneur Ooh, I love learning I could mm-hmm. like get paid to learn all the time like I love to research almost um sometimes to a detriment I will say because I will literally <laughs> read every single blog article alive on the internet that seems reputable that answers a question that I have just to compare each one and then choose like okay I liked this part of this article and I like this part of this one let me find a YouTube video and get a third opinion like I just love collecting information yeah a business um, opportunity that I had part of their onboarding they actually require you to take a personality test because they want to partner you with people who are a complement to your working style and through that it's called the Colby index it's really interesting I recommend everybody take it Um, and it basically tells you how you process and find information so it has four different categories 
Um, and then it gives you a number on a scale of one to 10 of where you are in the, with that category. So I, uh, my number was the highest in researcher researching. Mm. So learned that that's, I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that is me. That makes total <laughs> sense. So um, there are some people who are really fast action takers. They're like, I don't need the details. This is what we're doing. Move forward. Yeah. Um, so you kind of need a good combination of both, I think, yeah. to be a great entrepreneur. So I've had to learn how to balance that out of like, okay, just make a decision. What's the best approach? And then you can continue to research later. But I really spent the first year of my business after I left my full-time job just learning and researching. Yes, which was a huge luxury. Um, I moved back home after I left corporate so that I could have that opportunity. Like I sold my house. I left my job. I like sold 80 things and went back home. Yeah, because I was like, I really want to be able to focus on this 110% and not have the stress of you know, going to work all day. And let's be real. It's not for me, at least it wasn't a nine to five. It was more like a eight to nine or yeah, yeah at 10, who yeah. knows, depending on the night, which was a great learning experience. But at the same time, going back to sacrifices, I decided that something I wasn't willing to sacrifice was my sleep and yep. my mental health and personal time and time with all of those things. So not to not to that extent. If I'm going to do that, I want to do it on my own terms and be able to control when it starts and ends because there are times where I get excited about a project or a launch and I don't sleep as much, but I, it's because I'm doing something that I love and I'm excited about it. It's not because I'm being forced to, which makes it totally different, at least for me. So I think my, my favorite thing is definitely being able to um, – learn and explore like every day is different I really like that I'm one of those people where my discipline and structure comes in being able to try and learn new things and Mm -hmm. exercise new skill sets and learn new marketing tactics so going back to your other question too like what I'm also exploring this year is like advertising like you know ads on either Instagram um, you know potentially Facebook they're kind of in trouble right now depending on what happens with them but really seeing like, what are the possibilities of being able to scale your business by using ads, Google ads, um, you know, TikTok has advertising, they're rolling out. All of that, uh, I think is really, really powerful and something that I'm excited to expand into and being able to learn that excites me, even though long-term I'll probably hire someone to do it because you can't do everything. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Um, I think those are awesome. Those are really great. And um, I think for me as well, I feel like I'm not an entrepreneur. Well, I am. But then like, you know how you get that like, well, I am, but I'm not full time in it. So like, you kind of don't want to claim it because it's like, you don't want to get that, I don't know, credit or like, yeah, no, I just, I'm not fully invested in it like I should or that I could. But um, mm-hmm. I definitely think I love, I love being able to, um, I think it's just a freedom, like being able to choose like what you want to do for that day. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. being able to like ask or, hey, what are my tasks today? Or just, or, you know, having someone own your time. I think that's the most important thing. Like for me, working for someone else, um, for a corporation, for a company, I think everyone need that needs that experience. But also just being able to say, hey, like I have, tw- I own 24 hours of my day. You know, mm-hmm. like I do. So I get to choose what I want to do with those 24 hours rather than, hey, today I only have eight hours of my day that I own and I have to give the rest of them to someone else. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
For so sure. I think that's that's amazing being able to choose what you want to do when you want to do it and just having that um and I know that comes with discipline but just having that freedom I think that's our ultimate goal is to be able to say you know having the freedom of time I think that's more than money like my time is more worthy than money because I can make money whenever but I only have a certain amount of time here on earth so mm-hmm. I, I need it you know I need to make sure that I do everything that I can with the time that I'm given absolutely type of thing um so this is like the last question but what are some advice um you kind of kind of gave us some things too and some tips that you can share with the audience on um, branding your business the right way I would say do research on who you want to talk to so one mistake that I made um that was a great learning experience was initially really just talking like just talking about my brand, not really having a focus again, going back to strategy, not really knowing who I was talking to specifically what problem I was solving. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that really researching your customer and research doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like just going on Instagram, if you're an e-commerce brand and you're looking at another brand and you're on their comments and you see their customers complaining about a certain aspect of their business, that's an opportunity for you to solve that problem. That's how you figure out how to communicate with people just literally just listening to them. And so I was doing that in a way, but not in a super strategic way that allowed me to get super clear on my positioning. So I think that um, branding yourself and your business really starts with getting clear about your why, your what, who you're talking to, what problem you solve. Um, And problem solving doesn't have to be a product or service. If you're an inspirational speaker, that can be what you're solving is to inspire people, you know? So it's just, you know, what's your main thing? And I also really believe in not, um, and everybody's like, find your niche, find your niche. But I'm like, a lot of people, especially myself, are you're multi-passionate. And so don't be afraid to start your own thing. You know, like long-term, I would love to be you know, a person that's inspiring people and helping with strategy and having a lifestyle brand. Because to me, it all ties together, you know? It does. Like, well, why yeah. not? And like, what's the name for that? Like, I don't know what you call that person. There's no one title for it. I guess you say entrepreneur. But, you know, even when I'm filing um, my taxes, like, there's still really no name for what I do. So I usually have to do other, you know? And so that's yeah. interesting, too. And I think that that... Um, it's a great reminder that you can really create your own lane. So when you're branding yourself, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Learn what works and then put your own twist on it and invent something new. I think that that's a really fun way to do it. But um, just be clear about uh, who you're communicating to and then be consistent in that communication. Yeah, no, I definitely think those are some really great things. Um, especially being able to kind of find your why. Um, I think a lot of times we kind of get lost because we're watching other people rather Mm -hmm. than kind of staying true to ourselves. And like, if that means that you need to kind of fast to kind of just, you know, clear out the world and, you know, focus on what God is telling you in that time, um, just, you know, just kind of get by yourself and being able to like, what it, what are you, what is your purpose or, you know, what's your why, what makes you happy, what gives you joy or what are some things that come easy for you? I think are really some things that we um, get distracted, like, or overthink maybe so rather than just like what are you good at you know what are your key what are your like the things that come easy for you that doesn't come easy for other people so I definitely think that's yeah. really why is really amazing 
and not shying away from what that is because so many times too we put limiting beliefs on what that looks like it's like well who's gonna pay me for that or how am I gonna make money from it and it's like trust me I always my favorite 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 example is the freaking pool noodle okay like somebody is a millionaire because of that it's literally a piece of styrofoam in different colors and it's like the best thing ever and it's never going away and it's you know it's like there's no idea or no thing that I don't believe you can sell like there are billions of people in the world and it's just finding your people and talking to them finding your people that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, awesome um so I really appreciate you for coming on like you're amazing I love what you're doing thank you no seriously um your website is amazing uh I'm like I need help for real um <laughs> so i'll be totally calling you for a consultation really soon um thank you no seriously so can you just uh tell you know where people can find you um your website and all of that yes so it's the same across most platforms um instagram and my website are the best places to find me and it's at tiffany lauren jones t-i-f-f-a-n-y simple way and www.tiffanylaurenjones.com awesome okay well thank you so much um and you know i'm just so excited for everything that's coming your way uh god is definitely blessing you and i just you know can't wait to see what else he does for you oh thank you so much likewise and thank you so much for having me on of course thank you bye welcome to girl talk with Kay. From interviews into a talk show, we've evolved into a podcast. Join us for genuine conversations with trailblazing women on balancing it all while making waves. This is Girl Talk with Kay. Thanks for tuning in. The present is warm.